You're listening to Sweet and Sour. I'm Hope Go. I'm Jane Lee. We are talking about women's issues, breaking barriers, and tackling taboos. Let's get chatting. We're heading into the end of 2023, and this month we're talking about women and travel. Now I'm kind of flying solo in the ICRT studios at the moment, but that doesn't mean I'm doing the show without Jane this month, because even though Jane and I are not in the same space, she's taking a break from her break to join us from Japan. This is a good time to talk about travel because this is what I'm doing right now and see the autumn leaves in Tokyo. And、um, although I'm not traveling alone, but today is. I'm being alone because my daughter doesn't want to come with me. She wants to go shopping at Shibuya, and I like to see some of the yellow leaves and the museum. I'm right here in the middle of Ueno Park. It's such a cool place. All the ginkgo trees are turning yellow, and although today is a bit cloudy, but it's not bitter cold, and you can still see the shining yellow leaves in front of the Tokyo National Museum, where I'm going to visit in a short while. Now, for this episode, we'll be talking to two women who we think embody what it means to be a woman traveler in the 21st century. Reina Abella made waves in her home country, the Philippines, because she drove—that's right, she drove—from one end of the archipelago to the other. That's about 12,000 kilometers. And she joined Sweet and Sour to talk about her journey. It was really、um, a personal thing. So it's actually like a challenge.、Um, I wanted to challenge myself and to see if I can drive around the country and come back alive. <laughs> and sometimes I document it. Sometimes I don't.、Um, if I have something funny to say or something really nice to share to my friends and family, that's when I post it. But if there's nothing, then I don't. I don't really post. What is the difference being traveling in your car? Did you ever try and get out of the car and、um, stay in, in a place that wasn't the car, like stay in a hotel or stay in a boarding house or something? Yeah, of course, of course I did.、Um, if there's、um, if if I can't find a safe campsite, and then I have to check in、um, an Airbnb or a resort or a hotel, but as much as possible, I really look for a campsite since it's cheaper. And、um, I can't be staying in hotels because it's going to be really expensive. And since I had a long way to go to do the loop, the Philippine loop, then I have to be frugal and、um, stay within my means. How many miles did you travel, or kilometers did you travel altogether? Okay, so this is funny because when I did my solo trip, I clocked in about twelve thousand kilometers. And then a few months after I got back, I got invited again to do another loop. This time with a group of people, like twenty-four, twenty-three rigs, twenty-three cars. So I did another loop, but that was a shorter trip. So I clocked in about six thousand kilometers. So in one year, I I traveled around the Philippines twice, and clocked in about twenty thousand kilometers. How would you compare traveling like that in the car, driving on your own, with with getting on a flight and、um, you know going someplace like going to Bhutan or going to Nepal? Traveling the Philippines alone and just driving for days,、um, I think it's more intimate and it's more liberating, and at the same time, 
sometimes I feel really vulnerable. But there's there's so much thrill in it. I I, I really can't compare. Um, maybe because I'm in a car and I'll be driving for hours and hours. So I don't know. There's something about me and driving alone, long distance trips. That's that's for me is more special than you know hopping in a plane and and whatnot. So yeah, it's it's of course traveling around, uh, going to different countries is also an adventure. But what I just did is I don't know. It's 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 more special. I think. Okay. Whether it's going overseas or whether it's staying in the Philippines and getting behind the wheel of a car and driving, how do you keep safe? Oh, yeah, that's, that's one thing. Since I travel, since I traveled alone, um, I really have to be smart and it took a lot of preparation. You know, I prepared my car, uh, made sure that it's roadworthy. I have a, you know, a comfortable place to sleep in my car, which was my roof tent. And I made sure that I have everything I needed since I traveled for four months straight, you know, driving around the country. And, of course, I brought with me a lot of weapons. (laughs) Since since I'm a solo female traveler, so I have to be smart um, just in case, you know, there's bad entities or whatever. I have something to grab and protect myself with. So actually my, my car is failed or I have like sticks and weapons and pepper spray all over my car. So just in case, you know, somebody attacks me, I can grab something and you know, protect myself. I sleep with my weapons beside me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So, um, Okay, so what advice would you give women travelers who want to venture out on their own, whether it's to go to a new country or attempt to drive around their own countries in search of new adventures? My top recommendation would be to just have, um, prepare yourself, of course. Um, you have to be, of course, financially, physically, emotionally, and, um, physically fit. And, um, you know, just have, uh, that open mind and open heart explore and just enjoy the little things you know whether you're getting stuck in a in a port or sleeping in some weird places you just really even if it's hard you just have to find joy in it and of course traveling is always always a fun adventure so yeah you just really have to be ready you can't just drive your car and you know your car's not drivable so (laughs) right so it takes a lot of preparation you have to be prepared for everything that whatever may come not everyone is cut out to hop onto a vehicle to go exploring travel blogger wendy ung of why wendy writes joins us from singapore to tell us what life is like when you've decided to turn your passion into a profession now before you get confused jane and i spoke to wendy before jane left for japan I started my career in teaching, in classroom teaching. So I taught English and literature to teenagers for over seven years. And then that was when I decided that, oh, because it was my first job, my first career, and I really wanted to find out what else I could do and see the world and see whether I could teach overseas. And that was the opportunity uh, that came when I applied for the Japan Exchange and Teaching Program. So I was accepted, very lucky. And I spent two life-changing years in Japan where I had the time to teach English as well as to explore the rest of Japan. So that was how my blogger 
journey started because when I was in Japan, in Okinawa, um, I had a lot of free time outside my work. So even though I taught uh, in a senior high school, um, but the lifestyle there was, um, it was island. It was an island and um, it was so relaxing. So that's how I started writing when I traveled around Japan. So I guess the question about how did I end up like as a blogger is really the opportunity to live and work in Japan and to travel and to write. And I guess talking about being an Asian, uh, so my parents, they were initially quite worried when I decided to quit my stable teaching job in Singapore to move to Japan. And because it was my first time living abroad, so my mom was really worried. It took her a few months to understand that I would be moving away. But after they realized how I grew and developed uh, in Japan, uh, they are very supportive of what I'm doing now. Well, my my daughter was a uh, flight attendant, and so I'm kind of used to having girls or daughters just traveling around. So uh, when you do all your traveling, do you do it alone? Uh, so when I was in Japan, I mean, that was my wanderlust started, right? Um, so I traveled alone most of the time mm-hmm. um, because it was difficult to find friends who could take time off and also difficult to find people who wanted to, like, do sudden trips to go and, like, see Sakura in mainland Japan. So that was, I guess, my solo female travel adventure really started in Japan and that gave me the confidence and I really enjoyed it so much. Um, so these days, um, sometimes I travel alone, sometimes I travel with my friends and family. I've traveled on my own from time to time, but I haven't really thought very clearly about this. And, and you don't think about this when you're traveling on your own, especially in areas like Japan or Taiwan. But what does security look like for you? Oh, yes. I mean, definitely. So security for me is that I, I feel safe once I step out of the hotel and that I can travel, I can travel on my own throughout the day. You know, when I maybe take the transportation, I feel that I don't have to look behind my back. When I am like eating in a restaurant, I feel that I can eat and then there are no issues for me going to different places uh, for sightseeing. Could be outdoor places or indoor places. Yeah, I think that, that is very uh, important for a female traveler. Have you been to any of the countries that are considered um, more dangerous? Countries like maybe Iraq or maybe Afghanistan or India? Yes, I mean, I had a chance to travel to India, so um, that was for work. So I was quite lucky to be uh, doing social impact um, programs in arts and culture. So we did our program in Chennai and Delhi. Um, but it was kind of a different experience because we had local partners on the ground uh, when we were there most of the time. Um, but when I was there alone uh, for some period of the time during the trip, I could really... I mean, you know, being in India, people always tell you, oh, it's dangerous, oh, you're in Delhi. But the thing is that if you understand the culture and you're respectful, I felt totally safe in India throughout my stay there. And we even visited, like, the old market in Delhi and it, you could observe the chaos in the market, the, the, the spices and the smell, and, and, and we, we felt totally safe. Yeah. Okay, so... If you had any advice for women who traveled on their own, what would your advice be? You know, when you read blogs and you see tra- female travel bloggers traveling, like, oh, wow, it seems so easy or it must be really um, quite safe. You have to make a lot of preparation. So travel bloggers and creators, they, they do a lot of hard work before they embark on their trip. So make sure that you plan your trip early. Uh, when you choose the destination, make sure you do your research and find out you know, what are some of the maybe safer areas. Um, I'm an obsessive travel planner, so I always plan my trip very early um, so that I, where before I even travel, um, I have a fix, I have an itinerary with all the details, like the hotel information, and I make sure that I share them with my family members 
And when I'm there, I share my location, I share my flight itineraries. Um, and I think another thing that's important is that um, make sure that you book accommodation in, in areas that are safe, the areas that um, where tourists stay. Um, and one thing I find very useful is to always check reviews. So I love using a TripAdvisor and Google Map reviews uh, because that where that's where you can actually find information about uh, where are the areas that are safe to stay. So uh, last year I was in Frankfurt, Germany. Um, so I heard from my friends that oh they say that the area around Frankfurt train station uh, is quite dangerous. There are like um, there are kind of shops and then there are people who are maybe doing drugs in the area. So I make sure that I read the reviews for the hotels because I wanted to stay near the train station so that I, I didn't have to drag my luggage too far. So I managed to find a nice place and, and it was totally safe when I was there getting to and from the airport. And that does it for this edition of Sweet and Sour. We'd like to invite you to listen to the entire episode on Apple Podcasts or wherever you can find Sweet and Sour. If this episode triggered thoughts and insights or if you're interested in hearing us talk about other stuff, we'd like to hear from you. Drop us a line at sweetandsour at icrt.com.tw. Until next time.